Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome everyone to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm Austin. I'm BJ. And this week we are continuing our just kind of chill game chat as we wait for Dragon Quest Die to come out. Uh, We have been getting drip fed a little bit more Die stuff (laughs) and Dragon Quest Monster stuff. Even earlier this week they released new stuff for Dragon Quest Monsters that looks pretty good. Like I'm excited for it. I'm excited about this one, yeah. The uh, the the stuff that they released this week about the new monster recruiting and stuff like that seemed really really cool. It looks really good. Yeah, I'm I like I'm personally way more excited for your monsters than die. But um, mm-hmm. now now that we're getting here to like three, it's about three weeks until die releases. Like we're here Man. in the kind of the home stretch. Not very much longer at all anymore, which is cool. That doesn't seem like it's possible. It seems like it should still be a long while out. Like this year, I was talking to one of my uh, coworkers this morning, and this year has just gone by in a blur. That this is the end of uh, nearing the end of quarter three, and we can't believe that it's that point already. Uh, I, that's the way I feel about. That's the way I feel about uh, die coming out. Like it's supposed to come out at the end of the year, and it's already the end of the year here. I don't know. I'm excited. I like I mentioned last week. I haven't been in like too much of a video gamey mood. Yeah. Um, so, but part of me too is like I'm trying not to get. It's in that weird time period where it's like I know if I start playing something right now, then die is going to come out and is going to get all my attention. And so whatever I'm mm-hmm. playing right now, like I don't want to get halfway through something. I guess is is kind of my explanation for it. So I've just been kind of cooling it with the video games. Uh, for the most part, I actually started playing uh, Wind Waker HD that you sent me. Oh, did you? Did you get yeah. it? Did you hook up the Wii U and everything? Yeah. Well, my Wii U has been hooked up, but um, oh, okay. so I just had to I just had to put it in. But yeah, uh, played it, and like that's probably my favorite Zelda game. Like I'm very nostalgic for it, and so um, got past uh, like the you know, the opening stuff where like you mm-hmm. meet up with the King of Red Lions and get your cell and can actually start going out yep. and stuff. Like I, I played through all that stuff already. Um, and then I was like, I don't know. I realized that I'm very, there was like a something like so many games that year, like the whole thing was like beach aesthetic that I really uh-huh. like, like, you know, Kingdom Hearts came out around the same time and started out there on Destiny Island on the beach and, uh, Final Fantasy X uh, started, yeah, not started. I guess technically was in Xanarkin first, but you know had a big beach theme to it. And yeah. I'm just like that. Like I guess it was like 2001, 2002. There was like a period there where it's like I really like that people really got into like the beach and boats and stuff. And I'm like they need to do that again. I like the I like the kind of tropical stuff. And well, they're doing that in Final Fantasy 14 coming out. 
Like it looks like it's going to be a lot of beachy summer kind of uh, vibe that you've uh, got going on when that comes out. I mean, I'm excited Whatever for it's that called, too. Dawn, Dawn, Dawn Sword Trail? or Dawn Trail. Yeah, I can never remember. <laughs> I can never remember the words that they choose. Yeah, it's Dawn Trail. And so it actually got us talking about Kingdom Hearts again because the girls, I replayed, I played through every Kingdom Hearts game, replayed through most of them before three came out. And then I haven't touched a Kingdom Hearts game since three came out in like 2019 mm-hmm. or whenever. And so yeah. I was like, you know what? The, Naomi is about that age. Like, I think she would really like this. And so we actually, I have like the remasters of them, you know? And so we yeah. uh, started playing the first one and we're kind of playing it together where we pass off the controller and, and go through it. And yeah. uh, we tried that. And right now she is uh, just pat in the Tarzan world. Is okay, where she's at yeah. right now. Like we got past Wonderland, and we completely ignored Olympus Coliseum for now, the Hercules stuff, and just yep, went straight yep, on to Tarzan, which Tarzan's one of my favorite worlds in that game. Um, it's a really good one in the first one, yeah. Yeah, the first one is still my favorite. Like, like the yep. first Kingdom Hearts game is, I still think is the best one. It's definitely, I mean, you play it now, and it's like you know, it it there, there's more refined things that happen in later entries. But like the first one in terms of the story and and just the gameplay and stuff, the scope of it, like all of it felt right to me. And it's just fun. Like that's the thing about the first one. It doesn't seem like it's trying too hard. It doesn't seem like it's trying to be anything other than exactly what it is. It does. It makes sense. The uh, I think that's a big that's a big part of it is that the game makes sense. Uh, unlike other Kingdom Hearts games. It hadn't gotten too big for its britches yet. <laughs> yep. It still had Final <laughs> Fantasy characters in it, which is one of the huge draws before Namira decided, hey, we don't need Final Fantasy characters in here anymore. Didn't and they come back, though? Didn't they end up coming back for the Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC, or did I imagine that? I haven't played the I DLC haven't played either. the DLC, so I don't know. I can't say anything about it. Yeah, for some reason, I feel like they did. Remind, I think is what it was called. Yeah. For some reason, I think they did, but I could totally be wrong on that. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't like th- I didn't like three, and so I never bothered with the DLC. But the first one, I think, still holds up. I mean, we're enjoying it. She is, there's some, like, puzzles and things that she, you know, needs my help with. But generally, um, she's playing through it and, you know, having a good time with it. I... Uh, I, I still say it's my favorite one. And this, the first one is one of those games that, you know, I tend to replay every like few years. Like I would say the first kingdom hearts game, honestly, is probably in the top five and definitely like the top probably seven of my favorite games of all time. Like, I mean, kingdom hearts, it really is one of those games that I go back to quite often and replay. Yeah, it's, it's really exceptional. It It's one where I, where I have seen Riley play a bunch of it. I've played it through a few times. Jennifer has played it through. And it's just a good game. And every time I play it, it's... I do get it confused with other Kingdom Hearts games, like which worlds are in which or what uh, story beat I should expect. But other than that, like I'll forget like which uh, which version of... Uh, like Is it... Both of them have... Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 have a Nightmare Before Christmas world, right? Yes. The first one 
has just Halloween Town, and the second one right. you're in Halloween Town a little bit, but you go to like Christmas Town and everything. Okay, so that's what I get confused on on which one of them has the Christmas Town version, and which one of them you just climb the giant uh, spiral thing up to Oogie, Oogie Boogie's, Boogie's Castle. Yeah, you go. Yeah, that's in the first one, right? Yes. Okay, so so that that's what I get confused with stuff like that, but uh, like I like. So, like, it's not my favorite Kingdom Hearts game. I think my favorite actually turned out to be Birth by Sleep. And it's, a good one, it's yeah. just it's just fun. Like, it's fun, and it has it's short because you can play it as any of the three characters. You know, you 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 get the same story three times, but from different perspectives. And while that usually kind of irritates me, uh, this one you get to see how they impact one another. That uh, either before or after, whichever way you play it, it's a very uh, good. It's well done on the way they do it. They it's a good way to do that and tell that particular story. So I'm I'm really uh, wanting to go back and play it uh, at some point because I played the remastered version or yeah I played the remastered version and I thought about going back and playing the original one on the PSP uh, Vita. And uh, because I liked it so much, but I've also thought I, I about really, going back and playing the first one as well, because it's just super good. I really like Birth by Sleep, but I think for me and I used to say it was my favorite, but and I have replayed it a couple of times. But I think for me, it's the way it's because it's the, of the way the narrative is split up and you kind of get it piecemeal. And it's really nice mm-hmm. the way it all fits together and everything. But I think for me, it's like having to play through like beginning to end as one character and then going through again, beginning to end as another character. Um, like I just, I'm not as big of a fan of that as I am. Mm. Like I get it. The, fir- the first kingdom hearts, like just kind of more linear style. And um, the, actually one of the big reasons I know we teased crisis core reunion last week, actually one of the biggest reasons why I had kingdom hearts on the brain was because of crisis core mm. reunion. Yeah, um, it it does feel like the combat and everything feels very Kingdom Heartsy. Well, even the stuff like when like we mentioned Nibelheim last week, and yeah. like that was one of the things where you go through in Nibelheim and you can do like the seven wonders of Nibelheim, and there's uh-huh. the, and everything like that's just straight up like that's from Kingdom Hearts two, like that's the beginning of Kingdom Hearts two, and oh, I don't yeah. there's even like the mansion and everything, and you go around looking at the seven wonders. And they give you a hint about it, and you go and look at it, like the doppelganger and whatever in uh, oh my goodness. Twilight Town. I forgot that, that that's the same thing. Yeah, you're they're touring this... around and saying you're right. Yeah, like they're exactly the same. And I'm not sure. I didn't bother Googling it to see if Kingdom Hearts 2 came out or Crisis Core came out first. But you could you can definitely tell that these games were worked on at the same time and that they just lifted content one from the other. I guess to cut down on time and cost. I don't know, but it was most obvious there with the Nibelheim seven wonder stuff where I was just like, wow, I feel like I'm playing as Roxas in Kingdom Hearts two all over again. Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't draw that conclusion, but as soon as you said it, I was like, Oh yeah, you go and you skate around. I saw the Kingdom Hearts uh, two, like in the, in this one particular area where you're hopping along and riding the rails and stuff up around the, the train area. And uh, I was like, yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. But I love the Kingdom Hearts games. Like, I'm excited that they're doing a Kingdom Hearts 4. Uh, I actually liked Kingdom Hearts 3 and wanted to platinum it, but it had some dumb things I didn't want to go back and do. And, uh, like, looking back on it, it was definitely a much weaker game 
than the others, but I didn't completely like dislike it like a lot of people did. Uh, I I did really enjoy it. I just haven't really had any desire to go back, which is why I haven't done the DLC. Now that we're replaying Kingdom Hearts, if Naomi's still going for it, I'm sure we'll go to two. I don't know that we'll do the spinoffs, but I also assume we'll go to three. So, and I've only played three the one time. And I mean, it's been about four years, so I, I mm-hmm. could maybe be up for it again and just see what I think of it again now. But uh, you said you wanted, you said you were waiting until I beat Crisis Core Reunion um, last week to talk about it. What were you, yeah. what were you going to say about it? You oh, just, just in general, I didn't want to. I didn't want to uh, mention any kind of spoilers. I didn't want to like uh, influence anything or make you pay attention or uh, consider anything beforehand. Like, what'd you think about it? So you've beat it. I beat it. Yeah. Um, I actually beat it uh, not too long after we recorded the episode last week. Um, It, it was fun. It's not a game. I have a really hard time recommending the game with its current price tag. Like it feels like a $20 game to me. It's extremely short. The mission-based stuff I like if you're in the mood for that kind of thing. Um, it just makes right. it easy to chip away at. I beat it all, and like I said last week, I did quite a few of the side missions already. And I mean, I beat it all in less than 12 hours. And so I, I caught it on sale and got it for, I think, $30, which I still think maybe was too much for it. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, and I I don't know. Like I, There's some things I really liked about it, and... Like, I mean, it's a PSP game from like the early to mid 2000s and Reunion didn't do a whole lot to make it feel any less like a PSP game from the early to mid 2000s. Have you played the original? I have not played the original. I've seen the original played. Did a lot in terms of the combat. Uh, It is much, much, much better in terms of combat. Uh, like it, they, like they it doesn't designed pretty lag much everything. Much uh, no, that's a different system. Uh, oh, really? The original Cause... one had a a much different uh, kind of selection system and combat than the the remake. It feels uh, reunion feels a lot closer to Final Fantasy VII remake than it does the original uh, PSP combat. Uh, it's. Uh, it still has the kind of randomness to it because of the, the gauge, but the, uh, the whole system is just, uh, overhauled a great deal. Uh, and it's much less, uh, a product of its time in that way. Uh, the game itself. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot that you, you can definitely see that this was a PSP game that they, uh, ported and couldn't do anything about game structure because of that. I mean, it's, uh, the mission-based thing and uh, just the way that you uh, traverse the world, that kind of stuff was, you know, you can't do anything without remaking the game. But in terms of the combat and the way that it worked, yeah, they did a uh, pretty significant overhaul. Uh, really? Make it much more interesting. Because they had like like the DMW and all that stuff. Like, again, mm-hmm. I've only watched videos from the original, but I mean, that was all in that one too. And that's, that's a lot more selection-based. You can, just, where you can like, skip it, I guess, now. You can skip it, but there's uh, a lot more selection based than it is now where you get hot keys and hot buttons to do everything. You're selecting from uh, from different like not quite menus, but hot bar almost if I if I'm remembering right. And uh, but yeah, this is a lot more fun combat. This is much better combat than the uh, the PSP version. 
it was one of the reasons that I actually uh, played this version of it. I started the the PSP version uh, on uh, while I was waiting and trying to decide if I wanted to spend this money. And uh, I used some of gold points to buy it initially uh, and got it down to about thirty dollars. And uh, it was uh, just small improvements overall. And they also matched up. Uh, they also gave the game an absolute crap ton more voiceover than the first one. Uh, most of the scenes in the first one uh, weren't voiced. Uh, so this one had a lot more voice acting than the first one did, which I, was actually one of the big selling points to me that it wasn't just major scenes that had uh, voice acting. It had the voice acting and the like actual gameplay stuff, like the non-original CGI stuff all looks more like uh Final Fantasy remake VII style remake, yeah. Yeah. And they got Which the remake be... actors to remake everything too, so that lined yeah, up so better they sound that alike. way for them. They sound yeah. alike, yeah. Um, I don't know. Which um, that didn't that didn't the actors didn't matter to me, but having a lot more of the voices and the cutscenes actually voiced instead of just being text, because there's only so much they could have put on like the UMD disc back in the day uh, that they were able to do now. So I was I made sure to pick up this one, and uh, I think it's worth it personally. I think it's worth about the thirty dollars. I don't really think it's worth fifty. Uh, I think it actually sits at 49 main, right? Yeah. And uh, I don't think it's worth that um, unless you are like super hardcore into Final Fantasy VII. And at that point, you've probably already played it. Um, but if you've been on the fence of it and you're waiting on it out there, uh, get it on sale. Uh, I think $30. I do think $30 is worth it if you're going to put more hours in it than you did. Because uh, I think I put like, 20 or 25 into it so i got about double what you did uh on the on the game so i felt it was worth that but um, how did you get how i have to i really I, have to know did you do like a, more of the I probably did how more many missions? missions than you did um i didn't go through all of them or anything but i did spend a pretty good time grinding through a few missions just to play around um, I mean, because I feel the, like I did most of them up until like like as they became available until like the very, very end of the like the last two chapters of the game. I was like, nah, I'm done. So that's why I'm like. And like and I didn't do any of the like in game post game missions or anything like that. Do you know if you can check uh, like playtime on the Nintendo site, if it'll tell you how much you've played on uh, on your account? No, but uh, I mean, I mean, has to you'd have to switch. You'd have to boot up the game. Like, it tells you what percentage of missions you've done in game. Like, when you go to the missions, that's what I'm basing mine off of, not from yeah. like PlayStation or anything. Oh yeah, I just couldn't remember if it was like because we're at the computer now. I was gonna say if I could just look at my Nintendo account and it show me uh, how much it was. But yeah, I mean, I think I'm pretty sure that I got twenty or twenty five into it. Um, but uh, I enjoyed it. I explored a lot. I was. Uh, I was just kind of taking my time doing it. I was also playing Final Fantasy IV uh, Pixel Remake and, and in bed at the time. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. I was kind of Final Fantasying a lot and uh, waiting on 16, which, uh, which I still haven't played, but it's the same thing. I haven't played anything. So uh, kind of like you, uh, just kind of waiting. And uh, I haven't sat, uh, like I was talking about last week, I just haven't sat to play a game. Uh, everything's been uh, really episodic that I've been playing or match based or uh, so I can get up and do something else. 
it's been about the way life has gone not to be able to just sit and play something for a while yeah i'm glad you like crisis core reunion i mean i liked it fine it's just that like like you say you explored and like i love exploring in games and this didn't feel like it had any exploration it was like the chapters felt very much on the rails and it's like yeah you can run back to the Shinra building or like Loveless Avenue or whatever, but just didn't feel like there was a lot to actually do. And the missions themselves were like, okay, they, they took like two minutes. You would just like run yes. and attack an enemy and then it ends. And it just didn't feel like I could do a lot. And I think my biggest problem with the whole game, like even back when we were playing it before FF16 launched, and I was talking to you about it, is that yeah. way too much of it is RNG based. Like, it was killing me. There was a period there where I could not level up. Like, no matter how many enemies I killed, how many missions I did, Zach would not level up because it's all RNG-based. And mm-hmm. it was killing me. And it was just, and that kind of stuff, and then, like, getting the RNG for limit breaks and just, like, too much of it was random, and it felt like too much of it was out of my control in terms of combat. I did not, I thought the combat was fine. I mean, I like just hacking away at stuff. And like using right. spells, but in terms of like the the DMW and, and just everything else, I was just like, you know, it didn't really do much for me. Um, and I, I don't know, like it was just there was too much of it, too much of the combat that I did enjoy was relied on RNG, those kind of mechanics. But then the actual story and other parts felt way too on the rails and very brief. Like it felt like the story. It felt like the story was always just shy of being great. It felt really bare bones to me. Like the stuff with Genesis, like was just seemed more like I hate Genesis, like him quoting Loveless stuff all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, he was so awful. He was awful to the point that I started to like him. Like they leaned in on him. And I think that's what made me end up liking him because he was the kind of person I hate. Like if I were around a person who was that pretentious, I would like, I I would never spend time with them. And it would be like, oh my God, why are you back around here? In the game, I thought it eventually got funny to me where it was like, yeah, you're that guy. Well, the other thing is they just stole that straight from Kuja and FF9. Like he's always quoting, I want to be your canary and all that stuff. Yeah. And they were like, hey, we're going to have another silver-haired bad guy that likes to quote plays. But because it's voice acted and just because of the way like Genesis acts, I don't know. I found the whole thing just really obnoxious. Where I would have much preferred the stuff in Nibelheim that they did with Cloud and with Sephiroth and with Zack. And yeah. like, anytime it connected to the bigger FF7 story, I thought it was great. Whenever it did stuff with like Angeal and basically Namura Namura did up. And that's the stuff that I didn't like. Um, he like, did. like tacking yeah, on all right. these side characters and just going overboard with everything and so many zippers and belts. <laughs> but no, like really, like just having all these characters that never felt fully fleshed out. And it was just like same thing, you know, that happened going back to Kingdom Hearts or the Kingdom Hearts series for me. It's just like at a certain time, like the cast grows t- so big and it feels like a lot of them don't have character development so much for the sake of just like throwing a new character at you. And I just, I don't know. I just, I really, I didn't like that. But anytime that there was stuff like the Nibelheim section again is like, was great. Like I was very involved in the game during that portion of it. Like I, I loved that stuff and it getting to see the, like 
more iconic Sephiroth stuff from the original FF7, mm-hmm. like in a prettier CGI um, from those moments. And I don't know, it was all really good. I guess the other kind of weird thing for me that maybe you know, um, spoilers, I guess, for this, um, like ahead. I thought the big reason that it they were doing Crisis Core Reunion was so it could line up more with FF7 Remake. But they didn't change the ending of Crisis Core at all. Right? Right. As far as I know, they didn't change it at all. Which uh, I'm like, which what is, is even the point? Because Zack is alive in FF7 Remake. It, yes, which I'm very confused about. Because there was only like one point in in reunion where they did reference uh, the, the different shadows and uh, the changing, the changing world or something like that. The, uh, the changing of fate and uh, they, but yeah, Zach at the end of this one still died and he's alive at the end of seven remake. So I'm really thinking that that rebirth somehow blends in to uh these two timelines somehow gets into the uh, the crisis core reunion uh timeline and uh genesis is going to be a part of uh reunion or not reunion uh rebirth uh i'm i'm expecting some sort of tie-in across those universes uh in in rebirth but yeah, they didn't straight. They straight up didn't uh, uh, change the ending, and I thought that was something they were going to do to tie in. But I do think that the end, the ending for reunion, felt brutal. That Zach dying felt so harsh when he was overwhelmed by the uh, Shinra folks. Like that was uh, the ending for that one actually made me be like, holy crap, that's that's visceral. It was very brutal. Yeah, I also thought it drug on a little too much, like where you actually control Zach and you have to just kind of like slowly whack away at people for a little while. And I get what they were going for. But yeah, I was I, I agree that it was a very brutal ending and at the like the end of it and all i was like dang you know this is really sad but i kept waiting for something to change and i don't know like i like i explicitly played this just because i assumed i needed to know stuff about it before i played rebirth or anything yeah Um, and i mean i didn't really like ff7 remake either so i'm at this point purely playing rebirth for work um but yeah i mean it's going to be a huge game when it's out and i'll need to know about it oh yeah but but yeah, I I was really confused. It caught me off guard that they didn't change the ending. Or if they did, neither one of us caught it. Somebody listening let us know, but I didn't see anything yeah, that I was didn't changed. catch anything that was changed. I think they might have, if they did, they added in some sort of reference at some point during the, the game to mention the the splitting of, of universes. But I uh, am actually... It, it did get me excited to play Rebirth, where I was kind of... Eh, about it before because I want to see how they tie it together because Zach's going to be so much of a more major character in uh, Rebirth uh, or should be and uh, I'm really expecting things with Genesis and stuff like that to go and I do think that after playing this that 
knowing what happened in this will definitely inform how uh, the events of Rebirth play out. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know. I... Like, again, more than anything, I think this made me just want to replay the original FF7. Like, I, I like the original FF7 fine. Um, have very fond memories of playing it, even though I did not like Remake. And even though Crisis Core was kind of meh for me. I don't regret playing yeah. it. I mean, I didn't hate Crisis Core Reunion. It just was very underwhelming to me, I guess. Underwhelming, I, I think, is the appropriate word for how I feel mm. about it. It wasn't bad. It was just underwhelming. <laughs> And I really enjoyed it. So it's, uh, and I knew going in to expect, and I I knew going in, I'd read enough about it to expect that it was still definitely a PSP game that, uh, that they had, uh, polished up, uh, but they had polished up the things that mattered to me, I guess, uh, is the way, is the better way to look at it, that it still had the, the obnoxious mission system, but they polished up the the voice acting, the cutscenes, and uh, combat system enough that it was like, yeah, this is definitely worth thirty bucks. I paid for it. Uh, not definitely not. I would not have wanted to pay fifty. Yeah, don't pay fifty cool. for it out there. Just if you do, you'll probably enjoy it, but be like, man, why was that fifty dollars? Yeah. Um. I don't know. It could just be the mood I'm into. Like, I mean, I went ahead and came back and beat it, but I was kind of already starting to feel over video games at that point. Um, mm. And I'll, I was also trying to, I was very near the end of Sea of Stars. So I was like focusing a lot on Sea of Stars and just basically just making sure I got done with Crisis Core Reunion because I'd made it so far and it was so short. So right. that could have also been factors for could it. Have been. Um, I don't know. I'm still enjoying the Dragon Ball manga, though. I know we talked about that quite a bit last week. Like, I'm, I'm still, like, I'm loving it. Like, I really am. Like, it's, it's making me happy. It's so silly, and <laughs> I know it gets, I know it gets more serious. But, um, but right now I'm still in the like silly early Dragon Ball days. Right. I'm over halfway through what would have been the original like Dragon because they. They re-released it because of it being called Z. Mm-hmm. What would have been, I guess, like if you're talking about like U.S. American releases, like where the original just Dragon Ball would have ended. Right. Um, like I'm almost yeah. to the end there of what was the original okay. Dragon Ball. Um, the volumes that I've been stocking up on are like the three in one. So it's actually just it's a Dragon Ball, but it's it's named more like the Japanese stuff. So there's, yeah, it, it includes the Z content too. what would be released as Z oh, over okay. here. So, um, like the, which is weird because one of the volumes, it's like what would technically, I guess be after the time jump and have been the first chapter of what we would call Z. Um, so it's weird, but yeah, the, uh, it's like the first dragon ball is like 16 volumes and then dragon ball Z is, 26 so 42 total but this encompasses all 42 and so i'm at uh 10 i think now 10 or 11 okay and you're buying the actual physical books of these right oh yeah definitely for sure yeah i mean that would be that would be the best way to read it like i've learned that uh, i really like reading the the manga books but i don't 
enjoy it as much as I do uh, co- digital comics. And uh, like I'll read on the Marvel Unlimited app with no problem, but for some reason when I try to read uh, digital manga, I'm like, man, I wish I had this in my hand. And it may be because it's trades in general that I'm so used to reading like individual issues of comics and they go by so fast that I don't usually read a trade um, that uh, whenever I get a, a manga, I'm like, man, I just want to hold this, this whole thick book and uh, see it. So we're yeah, comics. I, I'm just like, I'm going to get through relatively quickly regardless. I read everything physical. Like I can't stand reading digital stuff or like reading on like Kindle or anything. So um, like I have to buy everything that way, but I've, I've, I've slightly slowed down on the Dragon Ball manga because I went back to reading Wheel of Time. Um, oh, God. Now that I'm in more of a reading mood. And I'm in the I'm in the portions of what fans have referred to as the slog. Um, and it, <laughs> yeah. is kind, it is kind of a slog, and also the words are really tiny, and it actually hurts my eyes. I can tell I'm getting old because tiny yeah. words hurt my eyes now. And so yeah. I've been... Uh, I, but I'm almost done with... Uh, I'm almost done with... Uh, eighth book i think is what which one i'm on um and it's just like yeah it's very there's like nothing really that interesting happening it's very plotting um i started to say george r R. martin robert jordan uses the word bosom way way too much Mm. like way too much i'm like dude why would you use the word bosom anyway but also why would you use it like twice per page like this is getting ridiculous he made Tarvalon look like a vulva. So, I mean, it's, he, he, he but this is, it's just like, it's such a weird, bosom a bunch. it's just such a weird word to get hung up on. Like of any word that you're gonna like focus so much on, like why this one? I don't know. It just, I, it just feels like my like 78 year old grandmother, you know, who wouldn't say boobs, you know, ever in her life because scandalous. Bosom. Yeah, it's what I picture. Yeah, and I'm just like, <sighs> anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I agree. I'm reading it, and there's still some moments that I'm like, okay, you know, there's there's still a moment that's like good enough that I'm like, okay, maybe I can get through this slog. But mm. it is, it is really tough to read. I mean, I as much as I enjoyed the earlier books and everything like i think for me it was uh lord of chaos the sixth book where i was kind of like all right things need to move along like like at this point it's like you're just introducing a lot of plot points and characters just to like pad things out and it really feels like that even more so later on and i just but i'm i'm back to reading wheel of time so people can hear me slowly start to lose my mind again um it's great but I've heard it gets better. You know, again, I think book 11 is where the, like, it's where it's supposed to pick up again. Um, But I was telling Grace about it, my wife, and she was like, so you're going to read like four really thick books that you hate um, because they might get better. And I was like, yeah, probably. Like I've already bought them all. I'm disinvested. I might as well get through the rough patch to get to the, to the good parts again and see how it all ends. I mean, Otherwise, they're just collecting dust on my shelf. Like, I bought them. I have them. I might as well read them. Jennifer says the same thing to me. She Like, I don't... I stopped reading it on the halfway through the fifth book because I was just like, I can't right now. And I haven't had the desire to go back. Uh, right now, I'm reading the Foundation books, uh, the Isaac Asimov books, because I love the Apple TV show. 
Uh, it's so good. Lee Pace is fantastic in it. And uh, like, I don't think you would like it because it very much is a science fiction show. Like it's, it's, it's doesn't even feel like a science fantasy or anything. Like it is a, a genuine science fiction show. and I love it. Uh, but What's it's it definitely on? not uh, Apple TV plus. Um, oh yeah. I'll never watch it. <laughs> it's so good. It is. It, I mean, it is truly excellent. And it's made me want to go back and reread the foundation books. Um, I've only ever read the first one when I was in college and uh, I'm loving it. I've bought the omnibus, uh, the digital omnibus of the first three uh, on Amazon the other night. And uh, I love it, but I love Asimov and I love that kind of older sci-fi. Uh, and I like seeing how they've adapted it onto uh, current TV and how they've changed the narrative so much. But yeah, I mean, if, if there is ever a reason to get Apple TV Plus, uh, it is right now to watch the first two seasons of Foundation and to watch all of Ted Lasso. Uh, so if you get a uh, cheap, uh, any kind of uh, cheap deal on it, uh, y'all who are listening, uh, those are definitely worth whatever it, uh, whatever you can to uh, to watch. Those are two of the best TV shows I've seen in years. But yeah, you won't like Foundation. I just refuse to get like there's like way too many subscription services now and I'm just like no more like I'll I'll stick with the ones I have or cancel I, the ones I have and I'm just I genuinely like, I didn't know I had Apple TV plus still I saw that foundation <laughs> was out I clicked into the app and I could watch it um, I'm thinking that I got like a I'm on the like six month uh, free trial or whatever it was for the PS5 that I never used before. So I'm expecting it to die at any point, but uh, don't know where it is or where it's coming out of because I've not seen the money come uh, come out of anything. And so, so it's weird. Like, I didn't know I had it. Apple's gonna like, not even Apple, Tim Cook is gonna like knock on your door and, and deliver like a $2,500 bill at your door and be like, hey man, you you owe this. I'm like, nah man, it hasn't been out that long. It's five dollars a month. Uh, oh, is but, it only five dollars uh, a month? Yeah, it, like it's really cheap. Like Apple TV Plus is super cheap right now. Um, and apparently Jennifer subscribes to uh, Peacock, uh, and we didn't. <laughs> we didn't Ooh, know she, that one's so bad. Don't do still, it. Like she still had. Um, like the the well the thing the reason I was going to say it is we didn't get to see uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie in the theater, and uh, so it that's where it was for free. Like that's where it was streaming for free was Peacock. So I got for to watch free it on yeah, for I say for free, but uh, and I say for free because we didn't know we were paying for it. <laughs> so, the money was already gone at that point. And uh but but Jennifer had done that and uh so it was it was good. I really liked the Mario movie. It was way better than I thought it was gonna be, uh, which is about all I can say. Like I enjoyed it. It was exactly what you said it was. Uh, so I tempered my expectations based on what all of the adults and children I'd seen, uh, talk about it were. And I was like, yeah, that's fun. And, uh, I wore my Mario hat while watching it. So it was cool. Of course you did. (laughs) I didn't actually think about it. Jennifer went to the other room and got it and put it on my head. And I'm like, yeah, of course. So before before we end today's episode or anything, I actually I actually can't remember because we talked. I know we've talked about this, but when when Die comes out, what platform did you say you're getting it on? 
I don't know. I'm really thinking about the PS5, but also uh, to be able to play it on handheld would be super nice. So I don't know. What about you? Are yeah. you still going with Switch? I I had originally, because unless something changes, I, I should be the one reviewing it for work. Um, and so I had originally was going to request a PS5 code for it to check it out. But then Cody, a reviews editor, kind of talked me out of it because he was like, Austin, you know this is going to be a longer game and you know how much you like playing games on Switch. And I was like, yes, all of this is true. <laughs> and so I think, because I, I haven't heard anything official, but my suspicion is that this will probably be a solid like 40-hour game if you're doing oh, like, wow. some of the side stuff and everything as well. Yeah, so I'm expecting to invest quite a bit of time in it. So yeah, so it's a, it's a Switch game for me. I don't want to have to... Uh, yeah. fight for the tv or anything like that so i'm going i'm going with switch i just didn't know if you were going ps5 for the trophies or if you were going to go switch for the convenience of it well i was thinking about ps5 now for the performance uh with the new tv and everything seeing die in uh in like 4k would be awesome but also handheld is super nice so uh and also uh, other games on PS5 are going to be coming out that will I'll want to play and I don't want to like hog the TV too much coming up. Yeah, I'm also waiting. I've been waiting to see if they do a demo for Die right, because yeah. I mean, a lot of Square Enix games get demos ahead of launch now, but Treasures, they waited. They waited and did a demo for Treasures like after, I think it was like a month after that game had been out. So I'm not holding my breath that yeah. there's going to be a, a Die demo and it's kind of like we're getting in on that time now where I think that if they were going to do a demo drop, it had have to be sometime in the next week. Um, Cause I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's generally about two weeks before a game releases. So we're getting there. Um, but I don't know. I've been, I've been curious cause I'm kind of like, I, I've kind of been on the same page where like, I'm like, Oh, if I played on PS5, it'd look so pretty. Like it, it would just look so pretty. It's such a pretty game. Like I so love the yeah. cell shaded graphics and just the look that this game has. Um, but also but, in terms of actually playing it, I think playing would be better on, on switch. On yeah. Switch. That's my thing is that like, if I, if I was playing on PS5, I mean, it would take me forever to beat it because of Yep. the kids using the tv grace using the tv whatever so i'm I'm getting on switch but i was just curious where you were i didn't know if, if we would be comparing how it runs on different consoles or not yeah. once it's out and i know like i'll probably get it on switch because not terribly long after that spider-man 2 comes out and like a month yeah. out, we'll both be uh like playing it and there's a good chance we'll be playing it on separate games uh for each other because like she she beat miles morales and i haven't like oh, i like i watched morales. her play it and i've started playing it but like she powered through it and loved it like immediately after the first one and so i went back at the time working through some of the dlc and uh, getting trophies and things like that but we're both probably going to be playing through the uh the spider-man 2 ps5 game so i'll probably get die on switch just to when that's happening, if I haven't played die while she's playing it or something like that to be able to, I'll be able to get a twofer. It's like a month after die comes out. So I think you'll probably yeah. get, I don't know um, if it's going to be a 40, 45 hour game or something like that. I may not. 
I don't know, dude. You ran through Crisis Core Reunion on Switch in like a weekend, and you just told me you spent yeah. like 25 hours in it. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> so I think you can do it. I believe in you. Oh, I believe I can. We'll see if I do. Um, anyway, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. Remember, you can talk to us on Twitter at DragonQuestFM. You can also help support this podcast at patreon.com slash dragonquestfm and a huge shout out and thank you to all of our patrons we really appreciate all y'all if you want to talk to me you can find me on blue sky uh, or on twitter at dragonquaston and i'm on twitter at professor beach uh i think threads at professor beach and like you said you can find us on uh, patreon at patreon.com slash dragonquestfm thanks we'll see you next week Bye.